three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Harvest Now Conversations. Ew. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm not your regular host, but you might know me, I'm Jamison. And to my right, we've got Gerard. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. That's good, bro. Um, all right, so today we've got a, a pretty big topic to be sharing about. Um, this was actually requested by one of our beloved sisters um, from the United States who, um, who was listening to our, to our... No, she's not from the United States. No, sorry. I think it's the UK. From the UK. Sorry, from the, from the UK. And she's actually requested that we do a discussion based on this topic. And the topic is grief, specifically with losing a loved one. So today we've got Gerard, who has experienced a season of grief, of losing someone important to him. And today we're going to be discussing, you know, what that was like, how we came through it, and everything around that challenging season. Alrighty, so without further ado, let's go through some questions, yeah? Yes, yes, sir. Sweet. Alrighty, so tell us, Gerard, who, who was it that passed away? Yeah, so it was my mother. Um, if you were listening to any of the previous podcasts we've done, um, I've touched on it uh, briefly, but in terms of how I processed it, I didn't really touch on that. So um, I think it would be really helpful for our um, beloved friend over there um, and as, as well as anyone else who's um, listening to this podcast. So um, it was my mother who passed away in 2015, around May. So yeah, her, her graduation um anniversary just just passed so yeah how how old were you at the time so i was at uh i was 17 um and then uh, still young he's still young 17 18 yeah still in high school still in high school you're 12 yeah yeah wow but I, I do remember briefly you were sharing before that it was during the hsc time period yeah the big exams at the end of uh the high school um the high school era um so it was in the middle of the exams um oh no close to the exams i believe yeah. um and that took a big toll on me mentally. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So a lot of pressure. Of course. Yeah. And also the grief. Of course. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what was your relationship like with mum? So I'm a mama's boy. Not that I, you know, I'd be like weird about it, but yeah. I love my mum very much, um, and I know she loves me too. Um, so I was very much, uh, very close to her, especially in times of, um, you know, heartache and stuff. I'd. I'd run to mum, mum first. Uh, mum was always there, so yeah, that was my relationship. Uh, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of sons can yeah. can relate with uh, with the mother's love um, being different. Um, not devaluing yeah. the father's love, obviously, yeah. but um, a mother's love is the the nurturing kind, and you know that's what I was more drawn to. So, um, that was my relationship with mum. So you guys were pretty tight. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so, uh, so you've got a sister as well. I do, I do. So she's three years younger than me. Um, obviously, the both of us dealt with it um, in different ways, uh, in terms of how, um, in terms of how she dealt with it. Uh, I feel she was a lot stronger than I was. I was a complete wreck when it happened. Um, my my sister takes on from my dad a lot. I can see a lot of my dad um, in my sister's personality. She's very strong-hearted, very strong-minded as well. Um, me on the other hand, I'm I'm more like I'm very um, close with my emotions, yep. if you want to say it like that. Um, yeah, so sister's three years younger than me. She was in year um, 
year nine or year 10 when it happened. Wow. So, so what? She was like, what, 15? She would have been 14, 15. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's so young. Very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was been, yeah, that would be really tough. Like, mm. I can't even imagine, like, if I'm thinking back with my own life, like, 14 years old, I was just playing video games all day, you know? Yeah, like, literally. And then for something to, like, for, like, that to happen, you know, I was very dependent on my mom. She would still pack my lunch at the age of 14, you know yeah, what right. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can't even imagine, like... Yeah, no, one of the, one of the things that were, like, striking, um, something that my... Uh, sister said was oh she did um she didn't stick around for my formal which mm. was in two years time I was like oh man that's that's tough um and she wasn't there for the big big events for my sister yeah. as well obviously passing um so she couldn't be there with us in spirit mm. but yeah so yeah all right all right man so we want to get into a little bit more of the nitty gritty, gritty stuff yeah, yeah for sure um so it's understandable if you're going through memory lane a bit with this one that's okay yeah no, um, it's all part of the process cool 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 all righty so tell us um so what happened to mom if you were to break down yeah so mum, um she was diagnosed with lung cancer um in 2014 so i was in year 11 um it was a it was a weird we don't know how she got it she didn't smoke or anything um so it was very very out of the blue for her to to get cancer like that um the doctors didn't give her um, a time frame mm. um, they were sort of you know playing it by how how well she responds to yep. um, all the different treatments and stuff so uh, she got diagnosed in 20, 2014 um, and then uh, in 2015 uh, despite the the efforts with treatments treat, treatments and stuff uh, she unfortunately passed away um, uh, and uh, I still remember that day. It was very, very surreal um, having to, I remember the day I woke up and mom wasn't well. Um, she had like these breathing problems. I think she, it, to us, it, sa- it, it seemed like she was having a, a panic attack, um, but the, the breathing didn't change. It just kept going throughout the whole night. Um, Dad says, get ready for school. Mom's going to be okay. So I get ready for school. Um, and then I go to school, I get called into the office and the office says, Gerard, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, oh man. And uh, when I'm at the hospital, the doctors tell us, um, sh- you have to make the most t- most of the time now because mum's mom's probably not going to make it by the morning. And I told him, <coughs> I still remember, watch what God does. Mum makes the morning and... Uh, and then uh, dad says, um, go home, freshen up, then come back. When we're home, um, we do all the chores and stuff. I, um, I'm about to hop into bed to get some more sleep. I get a call from dad. And then dad says, um, Nakong, it's the same thing as a nak in um, Tagalog. So he's like, it's just an endearing word. But anyway, he says to me, um, you have to come to the hospital. Mum stopped breathing. So I wake up my sister. I'm like, wake up, wake up. Mum stopped breathing. We have to leave. We have to leave now. So I'm, I'm speeding um, down the roads and stuff. And I'm running through the hospital. And when I get there, there's there's like um, people crying and stuff. And I'm I'm there. And I just stood at, stood at the door for a little bit, trying to take it all in. Mm. 
and I just couldn't believe it. And then, yeah, um, just seeing mum there, knowing that she had gone, uh, it was a tough thing to process for a little 18-year-old me. Um, and then, yeah, I went through the motions, the funeral and stuff, and yeah, so that's what happened to mum. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, so you said, like, watch what, what God does, right? Mm. So so that being that you're a believer, your family was, were believers? Yeah, yeah. We, we were... We got born again yep. um, when mum got fi- first uh, diagnosed um, and I was I was in the faith already yep. and I was told that he raises the dead yep. and even my dad was like, he, um, Lazarus was in the grave for four, mm. Jesus was in the grave for three, anything could happen. Mm. Me and dad were still holding on um, up until, and dad was saying like, um, you know, until they lower the basket, we'll still hope. Mm. Um so we kept oh. on hoping, kept on hoping. Nothing happened, um, unfortunately. But um, yeah, we were we were already believers. Yeah. Um, but in terms of you know where that brought me and brought our faith, I got I became very very confused. Mm. Um, the God of the Bible says this, but this happened. Yeah. And that was a lot of that was the root of all these different questions that started um, that started in me, which caused me to backslide. Mm. Um, after that time. So I was very much not enjoying church mm. by that time after what happened to mum. And I still remember hearing like doctor's reports and stuff and being bogged down and trying to push my way to Bible study and, and to church as well. And, and I, and I have to sort of muster up strength. Mm. Um, it was difficult. It was difficult, very mm. difficult. Um, and in terms of being a Christian at the time, it was, it was very weird for me. Yeah. Um, having gone through that and hearing something different at churches, that that's that's what played in my head the most. Uh, I still remember um, there was this moment at church, um, and Pastor Chris was up there. I was just sitting down, and um, Pastor Chris was saying he raises the dead, he heals the sick, mm. and I walked out, and I was like, no, he doesn't. Mm. Walked out, stayed outside for a bit. Um, and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I didn't drive here. <laughs> so I have to go back inside. So I went back inside and then just pushed my way through. And that was, that was my, that was my church, um, church experience after mum passed away. It was very much, I was very much cold hearted. Like I, I didn't want to go to Bible study. Didn't want to go to church. It was dad who was pushing me. And um, at the time I always used studying for HSC as an excuse not to go to anything. Yeah. Um, but me isolating myself from the church definitely made things worse. Mm. Um, and it was a very steep decline um, and a quick one too after that. Um, but yeah, so in terms of where I was in my faith, it was very weird. I was Mm. very much backslidden at heart. Mm. Um, even if I was going to church and stuff. Um, yeah. And the family, family, dad, dad was the, the rock, um, that we needed. Um, dad was very much the encouraging one. Um, you know, me and my sister would have to have to deal with our emotions and dad would have to encourage us um, and sort of hold us there. Um, but yeah, it was it was still tough um, dealing it, dealing with it as a family because, you know, in those moments you sort of find out who who's actually there for you yeah. or not. So um, people I thought who were supposed to be there for me, they weren't. Um, people I thought I could look look up to and have them 
comfort me, they weren't there. Mm. Um, mm. So it was very, I know for, for my part, in my family, it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine what, what dad was feeling, um, having to sleep next to someone mm. every night and then suddenly they're gone. Like, I, I can't imagine that. That's, that's tough. Yeah. yeah. So when, obviously, you went through a pretty tough, like, uh, time period of grieving, mm. how, how long did it take before, you know, that, that reality or the, the pain, that sorrow, the grief started creeping in after mom passed away? Because I, I hear some people say that it doesn't, it takes a while. It does. Because, like, it's not a reality yet. It's not true. Like, it, they weird. don't want to believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. How long did it take for you? It took a couple months. Um, wow, months. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really kick in until after. Um, so the, you know, you finish the funeral, people are still checking up on you a, week, a couple of weeks after that. But um, what a lot of people don't realize is it kicks in after. Um, when the people aren't there for you, it kicks in. So um, what happened with me was... You know, the support was there and I'm so grateful for the support. Um, but afterwards, after a, a few months or so, the reality was she's not here anymore. Um, one, of those, uh, one of those things was Mother's Day. So my mum passed away a few days before Mother's Day. Oh. Um, and I remember the year, the Mother's, mother's Day, the year after, I was a complete wreck. Um, and it's been... It, Mother's Day is always hard, yeah. if I'm going to be honest, seeing all the mothers there, um, despite me knowing she's up in heaven. Um, it is, it's tough. Uh, I do have to put on a brave face. Um, you know, and in terms of like when everything started kicking in deep, it was, mm. it, it creeps in after a few months and then it just gets, it gets hard. Um, so it gets, it gets very difficult. It got very difficult. Um, so that's that's the reality of mm. of losing a loved one, like you, like your mother, like your brother, maybe your father, mm. a sister, whatever that is, um, someone you've you've known your whole life. Um, yeah, it creeps in. Mm. It um, like initially you're shocked, then what, once the shock leaves, it's like it's grief. Mm. It's it's definitely the mourning that comes, mm. um, the mourning, and the sorrow, that kicks in hard. Yeah. So how long did that? that grieving period last for and what were you doing during that time? Yeah. So the grieving, it was a long while. I couldn't, I couldn't give you a number uh, or, or a time period, but it, it felt like forever. If, if I'm going to be honest, um, there's, uh, there's, there were moments in my life where I thought I was over it. I thought I moved on, but grief came, yeah. uh, it, it creeps back in, creeps back in. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't, I think it's different for everyone. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was, it was in the same time frame of, you know, when things started, the reality started kicking mm. in as well. So, so obviously like, you know, you've come a long way from that. It's been what, how many years now? Uh, 2015, seven years. Seven years. And you've obviously found your feedback on, of course, started yeah. pursuing Jesus again. Yeah. So you being a believer, even during that time period, how did you combat with that question? If God is a healer, why didn't he heal my mom? Yeah. So one of the scriptures the Lord led me to was uh, John 11. Um, so I'll just go there. So for those following along with their Bibles, I'll be reading from the ESV. 
Um, so there's a question uh, in this scripture about Lazarus. Mm. Lazarus was a, a dear friend of Jesus, and he passed away. Um, and one of the questions the crowd asked is, some of them said, this is verse 37, um, some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Mm. That was my, one of my questions. Um, and before that as well, um, gee, uh, there is one, there's one moment, uh, where I was trying to process this whole thing mm. and I was, I, I asked God and I was home alone and I was like, God, what happened with mum? Like, mm. be real with me, please. Like, I don't want, I don't want comfort right now. I just want an answer mm. and I'm outside and there's, there's zero wind when I'm out. Yeah. And then I have my Bible open. I'm like, speak to me, God. And I'm waiting. Out of nowhere, this gust of wind. Wow. It blows and it lands on um, John 11. That's crazy. And I was like, no way. <laughs> wow. No way. So I, I close my Bible again and I open up. Same gust of wind. Bang. John 11. I was like, okay. So I read it. And the verse that really struck my attention was um, um, John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So God was asking me a question. Do you believe this, Gerard? And at the moment I said, I don't know. I don't know if I do. Obviously, with the grief, the, the sorrow, the mourning, it was tough to, even though I heard God, right? Even though I heard him, I was still unsure, mm. which is right now thinking about it, it's like, dude, <laughs> you heard God, why are you questioning? <laughs> but obviously at the time I was still yeah. processing my emotions and stuff and the mourning, the grief. Mm. And like I said, do you believe this? It took me a while to actually believe like, okay, mom's up there. Yep. She didn't die. And that's when the, the whole revelation of mom um, not dying came. Mm. She graduated. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was one of the highlights in one of our other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where if, if uh, like Jesus says, everyone who lives, uh, sorry, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Mm. So there you go, never die. Mum's got life eternal. Um, death was just a doorway to an eternal life. Yeah. So one of the other things that um, Pastor Paul actually, he gave me this reality check um, because I was so fearful of my mum dying. He says, Gerard, if your mum dies, she goes to heaven. Mm. That's not too bad of an upgrade, is it? Mm. I said, no, it's not. No, it's not. And I, I chewed on that. Um, so I had these scriptures to rely on while I was processing all those different emotions and the grief and stuff. Um, and that's what, that's what brought me through. There was um, another scripture. Um, so when mom was still alive, um, the... F the first, it was a very similar moment to what I just shared, how the wind was blowing and stuff. But I was newly Christian mm. and I was in my room and I didn't know the, I didn't know the Bible at all. There was no highlights, no underlines. It was blank. Mm. So I'm praying. I'm asking God, like, um, give me an answer. Like, I just need to know that, like, everything's going to be okay. And I'm flipping through the Bible. Like, I know, I know where it is. And I land on 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Mm. So there's no red letters from um, from pretty much John onwards. Yeah. Uh, Acts onwards. Yeah. So there's very minuscule. 
from from the uh, the epistles, right? Um, and then it lands on Second Corinthians twelve nine. Yep. Um, so let's go there. Second Corinthians twelve nine. nine and this has been my favorite verse forever i've I've stuck with this so this is the only red letter in the whole of first and second Corinthians but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Mm-hmm. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I felt very weak, yeah. and I was in a very vulnerable state at that time. But this is where God shows His strength. Mm. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is enough for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. So in my weakness, God was going to mm. show His power. Mm. And I've carried this verse throughout every season of my life. This mm. is this is the verse that has got me through so many yeah. different things. Um, you know, the loss of my mom, um, losing my job, being broke, um, relationship problems, family problems, mm. church problems, all this different stuff. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. I've, I've clung onto Jesus' words. Uh, so that's what got me through. Yeah. Wow. So it was, um, so it was the power of the word. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, did things start becoming easier? Was there a turn? Was there like a breakthrough? Uh, what did right. that look like for you? So it, before it gets easier, I'm thinking of all the people who have lost someone, yep. um, maybe even recently. Before it gets he- easier, it gets harder. Right. It gets hard before it gets easy. Um, so I know for me, you know, the holidays, mm. you know, the Christmases, the birthdays, when they're not there, you mm. notice. Um Mum wasn't there for my 18th. She wasn't there for my 21st. Wasn't there for my sister's 18th. Wasn't there for her 21st either. Um, She's not there for Mother's Day. Mm. She's not there for my dad's birthday either. Um, It's you. You notice these things. It doesn't. It doesn't turn a blind eye. And I think that is like you, like your cousin's birthdays, your aunties and uncles, like their um their celebrations. Then uh, and she's not there. Like you notice, my mum was. Well known for her chocolate cake, mm. and having not there, having that chocolate cake not there, mm. it was um whoa frick, <laughs> sorry, um, yeah no, having those different things um, missing in special events, you you like notice these things. Sorry. Yeah. So you notice these things that are missing and you just not, don't know how to deal with it. You just sort of cop it on the chin. Yeah. So you just roll with the punches and keep on moving forward. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, there's all these different things that people do to try to cope. But um, for me, nothing worked. Mm. Um, no one makes no one makes chocolate cake like my yeah. mom, you know? Um yeah, so with the people listening, um, there might be like traditions you, you, you've you held, mm. um, you know, family gatherings and different um, things that they sort of liked. Um, you know, maybe your friend, 
uh, or you're a family member who loved movies passed away and you can't even watch a movie anymore without mm. sobbing or um, you know maybe like they like sports they like baseball mm. cricket footy mm. soccer um, basketball yeah and you can't even watch those things anymore because it just reminds you of them but um, what helps is to keep keep doing the things that mm. like you know like my mum wouldn't be like don't ever make chocolate cake ever again because you're not as good as I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. She'd never say that to me. She'd like, yeah, learn. Like, it's yeah. okay. Um, I know that's what mum would say to me. So, um, so the, the hardest part, I guess, um, is dealing with those things. Um, the, you know, my mum was someone I confided in for a long time. I'd ask for advice about girls and stuff like, um, cause my dad, my dad in high school, he was a player. He'd, he'd give me all these, um, ways to get girls and stuff. But my mom was like, don't tell him that. Like, and mom would give me advice on what yeah. to do and stuff. Um, and, um, mom was very academic as well. So I really, I really wanted to make her proud and stuff. Um, and one of those things that, that really hurt as well was because I knew mum wanted me to do good in school. Mm. Man, if I knew where I w- I'd be today, I'd be stoked if I was uh, if I knew the, this information when I was eighteen. But anyway, um, at that time, I promised mum. Uh, I, I was like, I promise you, I'll do good in school. Mm. And one thing that happened was, I um, it was trials, yeah. so like. Before the big examination, uh, HSC, uh, there's a trial exam. So you go through that first and I flunked it completely. Like I had the worst results and I just sobbed. Um, and people knew I was something was wrong. Mm. And the whole, the the thing in my head was like, man, I, um, I couldn't even do the, the only thing I promised mm. to my mom. And I had a big talk with my English teacher. She's like, Gerard, you've put too much pressure on yourself. You can't do that. Um, this is, you're dealing with a lot of stuff. Obviously, it's not it's not ideal for you to have this pressure on you and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, that was one of the, th- the hardest things that I, that I had to do. So, um, and you know, with like the relationship stuff, mum would always know what to say. Yeah. With stuff I'm going through at school and, and friends and stuff, Mum would always know what to say. So having that um, confiding sort of comfort um, and now it's gone, like you have to find mm. another way. Um, praise God, that Holy Spirit is the, he's yep. um, a spirit of truth yep. and um, he's a gentleman as well. Holy Spirit has the, def- he definitely has the nurturing side down, down mm. to a T. So mm. I'm very thankful for Holy Spirit. Um, and, that's what that was that's that was the the thing that i had to had to grow into yeah um yeah. i had to find different ways to find help instead of my mum yeah because look reality is um mum's in heaven now yeah she can't help me yeah it's 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 got to be god it's got to be um the father the son yeah. and the holy spirit i have to rely on them now so yeah so in a, in a nutshell that transition from that dark place into the light what did God work with you on, um, like both spiritually, scripturally, 
um, and practically, what what was that looking like for you in that transition? Mm. So one of the turning points um, for me was where I was very heavily backslidden. And this one Sunday, um, I... It was the end of service and I was just bawling my eyes out. I, at that point, I just wanted to leave. I didn't want to do anything with the church. Um, but my dad said, you have to go to the front. So um, I'm like, I don't want to go. And he has to you know, pull me out of my chair and says, you got to go. So I'm up there at the front and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs and it feels like chains are around my chest and it's starting to get tighter. And I'm screaming like, help me. Where are you? Um, I'm talking to God. Yeah. And then one of the ladies from our church, um, she she embraced me and she said, devil, get off this boy. In Jesus' name, I command rivers of living water to flow through you. Mm. And then bang, just like that. The grief, the stress, the sorrow, the mourning, everything just left. The, the whole weight of the world that was on my shoulders once was just mm. gone. Just like just that like with that. a quick wow. prayer. So that was a quick turning point. That was the the crucial turning point. So that's what that's what got this whole thing started again. That was my experience, and I believe mm. that God wants people to be transformed and not. Mm. Um, obviously, there's a t- time to mourn, but there's yeah. also a time to to get back mm. t- to where you're um, supposed to be at. Yeah. So from mourning to dancing is what God uh, promises and. Praise God, I'm dancing now. Was it a process? 100%. Yeah. It took a while. Seven years. Right? Wow. There's, um, there's, there's moments in my life like, like Mother's Day that just passed. I was yeah. good at church. I was fine the whole day. And then me and, me and Christine, my girlfriend, we went to visit um, the cemetery where mom was at. And I just started crying, man. Yeah. It was, um, it's still there, yeah. you know. Um, the thing with losing someone like that, mm. you don't really forget. No. Um, you you have to process it. Yeah. But you don't really forget. Yeah. Um, obviously, staying strong and stuff. Um, yeah. So look, for for those people who have lost someone recently, like um, first of all, my condolences. Yeah. Um, but I just want to tell you that God is there for you. Mm. No matter how hard it gets, he's still there. God was there for me when I told him pretty much, well, I didn't say it, yeah. but in my heart, I was like, screw you. I don't need you. Yeah. Um, what can you do for me? Yeah. I blamed, I gave him a lot of, lot of crap, yeah. but he was still there. And even like despite me telling all this stuff to him from, through my heart, because in, um, in Samuel, it talks about how uh, God, when he's about to pick David as king, um, God says to Samuel, um, I don't look at uh, the appearance of man. Yeah. I look at their heart. And God knew my heart at that moment and my heart was telling him to, to pretty much go away, yeah. to put it nicely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was, that was the, it was like, so from that point where I I got that prayer done for me, I got prayed over, sorry. It started it, it kicked things in gear again. Mm. And from that point, even if it even if stuff hit, I'd still move forward. Mm. Um I don't 
I don't believe I went back into that place of, of grief and mourning mm. because I knew God wanted me to, to, to be strengthened again. Yeah. So, yeah. So in that place, in that grief and mourning, did you feel like you were ever going to get out? No, um, to be honest. If I was, um, like, to be fair and, and, like, completely frank and honest, like, it felt like this was going to be my life. Mm. I thought I'd never get out. Mm. Um, to the point where I seriously considered suicide mm. um, because it was just too much. Like, I like I get, like, you know, it's... Um, so, I, I, I understood that if I took my life, it wouldn't me, just be me um, or my family that'd be affected. I'd have a whole, like, ripple effect. Mm. Um, my friendship group, my... Uh, at the time, my teachers, my church, people would know. Um, but I didn't care. Mm. Like, I was like, yeah, I know I know that, but I just want out. I don't want mm. this anymore. Mm. Um, and a few days after that, because God spoke to me in that dark place, mm. wow. um, to wait for Sunday before I took my life. Um, yeah, praise God. Um, from that point forward, I just went out, went all out. Mm. So... Well, um, from a, just coming to our last bit of questions here. Um, so from a supportive perspective, so in terms of people that were there to support you, what did you like about them? What they did in terms of support and what didn't you like? Yeah. Um, so I hated hearing she's in a better place because mm. all I wanted was for her to be here. Um, like I, I understood she was in better in a better place, but um, for me it was just like man, like I've heard everyone says the same thing. I don't want to hear that. Um, one thing that my girlfriend understood because she's she lost her brother, um, uh, and she had to deal with a lot of things as well. She understood the different cliches that came along with um, you know the morning and stuff and what people say and she knew how to do with it mm. um so i all i all i wanted to do was just just vent mm. just talk like man this is how i'm feeling mm. and i just wanted a listening ear that's mm. it um sometimes like for me i like solutions yeah. and time and place for solution but yeah. sometimes people just need so they just need an ear um uh one thing I learned from Pastor Paul when he was, um, you know, trying to get with his wife now, um, uh, he was telling us how, not hitting on her, yeah. but, you know, um, being supportive, I guess, in that way, but it was also very much hitting on her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one thing that Pastor Paul said to her, because she mentioned that she had a lot of stuff going on in in, um, in her, her life, Pastor Paul said, um, that's okay. I'm a very good listener. Mm. Um, and then from there, I mean, they got married. So, wow. um, ha look for people who are wanting support, wanting to support yep. their friends or their family members who have just lost somebody. Just, just listen to them, mm. be there for them when no one else will be, mm. um, offer them lunch, offer them dinner. Hey, do you want to, um, you know, um, go out to the beach or mm. play some mini golf. Do something fun. Nice. Just take them, take them out away from home, um, because look, home, my bedroom became the place of very deep sorrow. Mm. Um, and if you can take them out of that and be like, okay, let's let's do something fun. 
uh, just just to get your mind off of things. Obviously, when you're there, um, if they're not feeling it, just be like, "Look, it's okay. Um, it, it's I'm just I'm just glad to be here mm-hmm. with you. That's mm-hmm. okay." Um, but look, things will start turning around. They'll start yeah. having fun again. They're, they'll they will they'll find their feet yeah. again. Okay. It's it's a process, and the the thing that's important is patience. Yeah. Um, for me, it took it took a long time. Um, Christine can tell you that uh, it took a long time for me to move away from, yeah. you know, having that as a as a thing to cry about mm-hmm. all the time. I had to be strong. Yeah. So it's patience and perseverance as well, and. Um, you know, having the ability to um, have that sort of um, that ability to to even if it, if the burden's heavy, it will, like they're unloading it on you, you can lift it off and give it to Jesus. It's important to do yeah. that. We've heard, um, you know, in in our church alone, there's yeah. our friends have have gone through some mental stuff, and we as children of God, it's not our responsibility to to have this sort of to feel bogged down all the time um the only burden that we're supposed to carry is the the yoke of jesus so we're yoked with jesus and um even like all these different things we have we have to give these things to jesus always be like god like what so and so said really affected me and now i'm feeling really weird about it i just i need you lord please um how do i deal with this Mm. take it lord you have to be in that place of relationship with the father to be a, a good servant to your friend. Um, because look cliche about what would Jesus do? Mm. Um, Jesus sat with sinners, people who were outcasts. And, um, you can just imagine, uh, the things he would say to support these people. Yeah. Um, and he was very well known around the community, very much loved. He's a very lovable guy. Um, and he was there to support and be, um, and at the same time, build his kingdom. He didn't want them to to stay in that place of darkness. He wanted to 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 pull them out, whether that's um, walking them out of it, or you know, um, you know, pulling them out of it, like how he did with Peter in the water. So, whatever the process looks like for you, just know it'll be like this is a cliche as well, but it mm-hmm. does get better. It does. Um, Amen. Don't. Think for a second that this this is your life now. It's yeah. not. It doesn't have to be. There's there is a reason for you to keep living. Um, it might not feel like it, but there is. And uh, my friend, if you're if you're feeling like this, then look, you are loved. Mm. Okay. And we would hate we would hate for you to um, to go. Yeah. Uh, we really don't want that for you. We'd much rather you see see victory in Christ. Uh, we want you to be victorious. We want you to be um, strengthened again. And we are here for you. Your friends are there for you, despite what your mind tells you. Mm. Um, one thing that I had to get get my mind off of is, is no one's here for me. Mm. No one's ever here for me. My own family, not here mm. for me. My church, my friends, this and that, all these different things. Even if that were true, God is there for you, always. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will not, I will not, I will not. And that is the truth. Mm. 
He will not forsake you. He will not leave you. He's not going to leave just because you you have a funny idea about who he is and what you think he is. Despite what you say as well. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're what, he wants you to be restored. You need mm. Jesus. Um, it's a process for sure, but it's worth it in the end. Wow. I promise. I'm, um, you know, if if I got to talk to my 18 year old self and tell him where I'm at now, yeah, like bro, you have no idea wow. how you how proud you're gonna make your mum. You have no idea. So, um, my friend, further down the line, you're gonna be thankful. Yeah, you're gonna be thankful because look. Like like Jesus says, if anyone believes in me, even though they die, they shall live. Oh. So my mum is up there and whoever um, you lost is up there too. Yeah. And they're probably hanging out, listen to this oh, podcast in the cloud of witnesses, Amen. right? Amen. So um, look, there's, there's joy. Um, there's joy available for you. And it's not like the, the, you know, the laughing and yeah. the giggling on the floor and stuff and all this different stuff. Joy, it's, it can just be internal. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to be all laughy about it, you know. Joy comes from the Lord, and it is your strength. And sometimes joy is just a smile. Sometimes joy is a laugh. Sometimes it's just a, a giggle. Sometimes joy is just an inward, mm. inward thing that happens, an inward reality. That's all it is. And if you want that, it's available for you yeah. in Christ. That's it. You have to go to Jesus about this and you have to be real with God. You have to be real. You have to tell him how you're feeling. Like, yes, it's good to have friends and iron sharpens iron and all those different Bible verses about friendship. But you need to rely on Jesus. You need to rely on Jesus. He He has to be your ultimate best friend. That is the bottom line. That is what got me through. Because... Like I said, if even if it were true that my friends and family and my church wasn't there, at least I'd have God. Mm. You know, um, at the end of the day, you know, like if um, there's that song we sang um, this Sunday, though none go with me, still I will follow, yeah. no turning back. Though none go with you, still follow God, still believe God. And look, it's I know the questions that come up. Mm. We've covered some of them in this session, in, in this podcast. And I'm, I'm sure you have all your doubts as well. Mm. But stand on the truth. Yeah. And God will answer your questions. Look, I've, I had questions when I was 18 and they got answered when I was 21, 22, mm. right? Why? Because like when Jesus was leaving to go to the Father, Jesus says to his disciples, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Mm. Wow. So he wants to tell you these things, but you can't, you, you can't bear it. You can't bear it right now, but he's going to tell you. You're not ready yet, but he will tell you. He will tell you eventually. God is bursting to speak with you. Sometimes you just got to wait. In due time, you'll know. So, yeah. Well, praise God. I think this is a good place to wrap up today's episode. I'm just going to ask Gerard if you can close in prayer and pray for those people who are also dealing with this grief um, and anyone as well uh, who wish to be a support uh, for those people in grief. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for my friend listening on the other side of this podcast. Father, if they have lost a loved one, God, I pray that you, being the God of all comfort, comfort them, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name 
that their mourning turned to dancing, their sorrow into joy. In Jesus' name, that you help them find their feet again, God. In Jesus' name, in moments of weakness, be their strength, God. Lord, your grace is sufficient for them, for your power is made perfect in their weakness. So, Lord, thank you, in Jesus' name, that your love for them does not change despite what they say or do, Lord. You love them unconditionally, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for the journey that you will be bringing them um, into, Lord, in Jesus' name, the journey of recovery, the journey of restoration, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I lift up my friend's heart to you, God, in Jesus' name. Let them be restored in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. My friend, could you please put your, your hand on your heart in Jesus' name? Thank you, Father. Lord, I, I speak complete restoration in their heart, God, in Jesus' name. All the heaviness lift off in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. You have given them um, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, Lord, in Jesus' name. That um, even though they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, they will fear no evil. And even though it sucks right now, God, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you help them through it, God, in Jesus' name, that you're holding their hand the whole way through, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And now, my friend, put your hand on your, your head. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. You have not given them a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Soundness of mind, come in Jesus' name. And all the lies of the enemy and all the doubts leave in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for the truth that, that, um, that is Christ to be established, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. That peace that surpasses all understanding rules their heart and mind in Christ Jesus now. In Jesus' name. And my friend, if you have have someone you know who has lost somebody and you want to support them, Father, I thank you for my friend in Jesus' name that you give them wisdom and, Lord, you give them the right words to say. For, Lord, in that very hour, the Holy Spirit will be speaking through them in Jesus' name. It will not be them speaking. It will be, it will be Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead them into all the truth. And, Lord, if, um, if you need them to just be a, a listening ear, so be it, God. In Jesus' name, these are your children, Lord, your vessels. So, Lord, I thank you that you, uh, you use them greatly and mightily, Lord. And I thank you, God, that you love them. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. So, my friend, if you have um, felt as if you've walked away from Christ because of this circumstance, in Jesus' name, I just, in, I just invite you to, to just recommit today, tonight, where, uh, wherever you're listening, this, li- listening to this podcast, whatever time. Just recommit, surrender, re-surrender your life to Christ. Pray this with me. Lord, even though this situation sucks and I'm overcome with grief, still I choose to serve you in Jesus' name. Help me, Jesus. Help me process all of this stuff in Jesus' name and support me, God, in Jesus' name. Strengthen me again. Help me find my feet in Jesus' name. I love you, Jesus. I surrender. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gerard. Appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing uh, your story. Beautiful story. Uh, great story of redemption and hope. Um, yeah, I'm glad to, to hear everything. And it's good to see you, obviously, coming such a far away from that time. So... Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you are new here, well, 
uh, you know, let us know in the comments. Say hi if you're a regular. It's good to see you uh, joining in with us again. Um, and we just pray that this will bless you today. So, um, yeah, I think that goes for today's session. Amen. Amen. All right. See, <laughs> see you, you later. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Harvest Now Conversations. We hope you got something out of it and want to stay connected. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Harvest Now Church to make sure you don't miss out on any future content. You can also message us at contact at harvestnowchurch.com to suggest a topic to talk about or to ask us a question. Until next time, stay blessed and see you in the next podcast.